Welcome back to another episode of Hot Mess. We actually just uh, had to redo this entire, or not really the entire episode. It was only a few seconds because we had a slight um, technical <laughs> error. Technical error, yeah. Um, but anyways, it's a great day. It's a beautiful day. Mm-hmm. So I was actually scrolling through Facebook uh, not too long ago, and it, I've been seeing it on Facebook and TikTok. But it's a trending subject that I wanted to touch base on. Okay. And give our opinions. I'm down. Um, so the the topic was really like, what is your opinion on going through a man's phone? Hmm. And a lot of people are claiming that if you have to go through a man's phone, it's because you're insecure and he's given you a reason to feel that way. And then there's some people that are saying if you go through a man's phone, you have that right. You don't have to explain yourself. It's basically just kind of up in the air. But it's a very, it's a pretty big trend right now going on with a lot of people on this matter. Huh. And so I wanted to give some insight on our uh, opinions. <laughs> All right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that that would be insecurity. Like, if he's giving you a reason to question things, I don't see that as an insecurity. Right. But I don't typically... Like, I have full access to Waldo's phone. And I can go through it whenever I want. But I don't... I, I don't have to. He doesn't... He doesn't make me feel the need to. Or make me question anything. So... I don't know. I kind of, I, I agree with you. Uh, I haven't gone through Jake's phone in like a really long time. Um, when I say really long time, it's probably been some months. But my whole thing is, is like, I don't see a problem with going through a phone. Um, even if they don't give you a reason to go through the phone, sometimes people just like to have that clear mind and clarification that, okay... I have nothing to worry about, but I straddle the fence at the same time because here's, here's my take on it. And I've, I've been in this position more than once. You can go through a phone all day long, but some people are smart enough to delete things and cover things up. So you going through a phone, it sometimes makes you wonder like, did, am I going through this phone? And are they deleting shit? Are they covering things up? Are they hiding anything? And they're just cleaning up after themselves really good. But my whole thing is, is like, if I go through a phone and I don't find anything, I'm not satisfied. Well, I mean, in, in my relationship now, I'm satisfied and I, I move on about my day. I go on about my day. Mm-hmm. Before my relationship now, um, if I went through a phone... And I didn't find anything. That was that to me was well. They're just really good at cleaning up for themselves. What are you? What are you hiding? Yeah, right. Um, but me and my husband, we have this understanding. If I want to go through your phone, I'm going to go through your phone. I don't have to ask questions. I'm going to say, "Give me the phone," and I'm going to go through it. You can be asleep or you can be awake, whatever. But if I want that phone, I'm going to get it. And it's also on my plan. I have access to all the records, so. I don't really worry about it. Um, 
but that's just that's my whole take on it i don't find i feel like in my personal opinion everybody has gone through a phone yeah and people that say that they don't or they would never they're lying Hmm? that is an insecurity to me if you feel like you are better than somebody else that goes through a phone just because you don't go through the phone that's on you but i don't find it necessarily to be insecure if you go through the phone what i find insecure is talking high upon yourself saying i don't have to go through my man's phone to know where i'm at or to know my place or whatever well that's you but (laughs) if i want to go through that fucking phone Mm -hmm. i'm going through that phone but i haven't gone through the phone in a long time and i I will say i will trust my gut if i feel like there's something oh absolutely I, I will tell him, hey, I need to I need to look through your phone. Mm-hmm. But he never has anything to hide, so he just hands it over. Right. Well, I mean, y'all also have a very open relationship. Yeah. So there's, I mean, granted, there's some things that he can do wrong in the relationship, no matter how open it is. Mm-hmm. But y'all are pretty open with each other. Me and my husband, like, we're, we're pretty open with each other. Um, I don't... Oh, shit. I'm burping. <laughs> I don't have anything to hide as far as, like, men or, like, sneaky links or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm more worried about you finding me and my best friend's conversations. <laughs> because I feel like some of my conversations with my friends are, like, like admittable. Like, <laughs> if you read them, you could get me admitted. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I don't... Now, anytime I have ever gone through a phone... I have stayed out of, like, private conversations. Like, if he's having a one-on-one with one of his best friends that I know is a close, like, confidant, I stay out of it. Oh, fuck that. Because, That's you the know, first one I hit. Nah. Because there's some shit that he can tell, like, his army buddies that I will never understand. Right. So, I just stay out of those. Oh, that... The best friend conversations, that's the first one I hit. That's the first one I'm going to. I don't give a fuck about your mama. I don't give a fuck about your fucking... If I see a girl's name, but I see his best friend's name, I'm hitting that best friend first. Mm. I want to know what y'all talking about. Because that girl's name right there, I mean, that could be anybody. Mm-hmm. You you could be very careful on what you tell that bitch. But your best friend, you trust that motherfucker with your life. And I want to know what the fuck y'all are talking about. But I'm also, it's also a good thing too because like his best friend is one that like he'll he'll always ride for Jake. Mm -hmm. He'll never ride him out. But he will also tell that motherfucker, hey, you're being stupid. You need to chill out. Because back, you know, when me and Jake had our issues, like he was one that like he was not on my side. He was not on Jake's side. He was on the right side. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing messages in Jake's phone from that person saying, you know, you're fucking up. You need to make this right. Mm-hmm. And if you can't make it right, then you need to give her the closure, the the, the uh, clear mind to be able to part ways or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, luckily our situation was easy enough to reconcile, but... I am grateful that he does have a friend that's not like, hell yeah, fuck that bitch, whatever. But right. he is on the, the side of what's right and what's wrong. Um, but I will say, um, I feel like, I'll, I will never say that it's insecure if you have to go through your man's phone. No matter how many times you feel like you have to go through it. But with that being said, 
I feel like if he is constantly making you feel like you need to, why are you with him? Why are you with him and why are you stressing yourself out? Mm -hmm. I can't say how many times or how many people I know that are constantly sitting there like, when he gets home, I'm going through that phone. That's what they think about. They're, as soon as their partner comes home, they want the phone. They don't give a fuck about anything else. No. See, no. If I can't trust the person that I'm with, I don't want to be with them. Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to be constantly worried. Who are they with? What are they out doing? Right. Um, are they fucking me over? I'm not going to be happy no. in that relationship at all. You're just driving yourself miserable at that point. Mm -hmm. But my, like, whenever I would get ready to go through the phone... It wouldn't be something that I'd plan. It would be something like, something as simple as, I'm coming out of the bathroom from a shower and I just so happen to see your phone there. And I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's check this out. But like I said, it's been a long time since I've gone through Jake's phone. Um, but I'm also one, and this might be crazy. People can call this insecure, whatever. I don't just go through the messages, like inboxes and your text messages. I go through your emails. Ooh. I go I go through your pictures. Mm -hmm. I go through your call log. I go through each individual contact in your phone. I, I've done you, this before. You deep dive. Yeah, I deep dive. Um, I even go to your app store and I look. <laughs> the app store? Yes. <laughs> I've gone through the app store. <laughs> To look up recent apps. Ooh. Then. Then. Okay. I, I've, I've not done this in years. Um, but I also. Would go into the general settings. To your data usage. Mm -hmm. And I would look at the most used app. And I would go straight to that app. And I'd look at the messages. And if the timelines don't add up here. It's saying that you use it. This amount of times. But your most recent message is from two weeks ago. Bookie, right. you got some explaining to do. <laughs> because the math is not mathing. Mm -hmm. Okay, the, the data usage is not using. Okay, it's not there. So mm -hmm. so what's going on? Let's make let's make it make sense, you know? Yeah. But that's that's just me. That's just me. You deep dive. I am a bitch, I scuba dive. Okay. <laughs> I'm going through everything. I wanna know everything that there is to know. Mm-hmm. No, the pictures? Uh, absolutely. Pictures? Hmm? What screenshots you got going? Oh, fuck yeah. Because screenshots don't lie. Mm -mm. Nope. We know that for sure. Screenshots don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going we're gonna, to uh, take a turn. Detour. 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 Um, but yeah, no. I And I probably just gave people ideas, and that's cool. But, uh... Okay. Okay, anyways. So, um, but yeah, that's just me. Some people might not think like I do. Some mm -hmm. people might view things a little bit differently. That's fine. Uh it is what it is. Mm -hmm. But that's just my take on it. But there was also another conversation that was a pretty big topic. Mm -hmm. And it's how how do you handle insecurities? Do you try to... It basically, it was kind of like... It was differently... It was worded differently in each uh, 
social media or whatever. A lot of people were talking about it. But it was like, how do you handle so, uh, uh, insecurity? Is it something that, like, once you start to feel like something's off, you just, like, is it fight or flight for you? Or do you try to work things out? Do you try to figure out what's going on and make it better? How do you handle the insecurity? And I'm sorry, I've got acid reflux really bad. <laughs> but, um... Are we talking, like, insecurity with yourself or in a relationship? In a relationship. Like... Mm-hmm. There was some people that would be like, I'll sit down and I'll tell my partner. And this this is for men and women in this situation, just like the, the phone situation. There were some people that would be like, I would sit down and I would talk to my spouse and be like, okay, this is how I'm feeling. Um, things are kind of off for me. I'm not really, you know, liking this situation or I don't feel comfortable with this or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we try to sit down and we try to work it out. Or, and then I've also seen people that are like, they'd say, as soon as I start to feel insecure or I feel like there's something going on, I'm done. No questions asked. Like, you just won't ever hear from me again. And I straddle the fence with both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like if you're feeling, it depends on how serious your relationship is. I feel like if you have been with this person for years and you're, you've been feeling like this off and on and you talk about it, like that's, that's what you should do is try to work through that yeah but I also feel like if you've only been with this person for like a couple months and like you're feeling insecure about something a particular situation or whatever there's like red flags that you can't really get past Mm -hmm. I feel like it's better to not try to work it out because people can save face all they want to early in a relationship you get what they want you to see oh absolutely you are not your full self that's at the very beginning of a relationship because mm-hmm. you're you're testing boundaries. You're seeing how they react to certain situations. If they react poorly to something that's big for you, you're like, mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, something's off. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like, um, it re- like I said, it just really depends on the length of your relationship, the strength of your relationship for sure because, like, I'm also one, like, when me and Jake first got together, we hit obstacles, like, early on, which were red flags, Mm -hmm. but for me, we worked through those red flags, we're here, we're standing strong, we're good to go, um, you know, some people, I look at it as, if I knew then what I know now, would I still be with him? In certain situations, I feel like not. Hmm. But, I was also 19. Right. We grew together. We learned things together. And, I just kind of feel like, had I been this headstrong the way I am now back then, I would have been like, oh, fuck you. We're done. Whatever. Right. So, I'm thankful that I was young, young, dumb, and naive. Because, sticking around for that all the chaos and everything, it really, it, it taught me how to have patience yeah. and work for something that I really wanted instead of just being like, Oh, nope. On to the next. Mm. See, when I first met Waldo, you know, I was fresh out of, uh, a bad marriage. I was 23. I was not good at communicating. So the beginning of our relationship was rough. Mm-hmm. I was shitty to him. He was shitty to me. Like, he was six months back from Iraq. 
and a lot of baggage with relationships before me. So at the beginning of our relationship, it was tough because I was still trying to figure out who I was again and how to communicate my insecurities and what I was feeling. And it just, we clashed and butted heads a fuck ton Mm -hmm. for so long. And now, if I'm feeling some type of way, I can just go to him. And we talk it out. And it's the same for him. Like, but I mean, we've also been together for, this will be 13 years Mm -hmm. in July. That makes a huge difference. Because we've also grown together and figured out how to communicate what we're feeling with each other. Yeah. That took work. It took so much work. Oh, yeah. There, I mean, and I that's the way it was with me and Jake, too. Like, the first few months of our relationship, like I said, we hit obstacles. But it was like, it was like situations that were kind of small. But we had to learn how to maneuver around. Mm-hmm. And we were also in that honeymoon phase. So, it was like... No matter what happens, like, we're good. We got this. Mm-hmm. Like, this this is a relationship. This is what it takes. You know, whatever. But after about, I'd, I'd say probably about six months in when I got pregnant, that's when the honeymoon phase started to, like, run out. Yeah. <laughs> and you're starting to see, you're starting to see true colors. You're starting to, like, get to know this person and things like that. So, it took a lot of learning for us to, like, figure out how to love each other correctly and not just be in that honeymoon phase of a fresh rela- or of a new relationship. Oh, absolutely. So, I definitely think that if it's something that you think you can work through, do that. But if it's so much of a red flag to you that you just don't even want to to tolerate it or whatever, yeah, definitely exit that relationship and move on to the next. Oh, but yeah. Everybody's different. But, I mean, these are trending topics that, like, I've been seeing all over TikTok and all over Facebook. And I stay quiet on a lot of situations or a lot of topics because it's, like, everybody is just, like, black or white. But yeah. I'm, I'm gray. Yeah. There is definitely an in-between. Yeah. But nobody ever sees the in-between. No. I'm... I'm a fence straddler. I kind of see it from both standpoints, boy, both points of view. So, for me, it's easy to kind of maneuver because it's like, mm, I see what you're saying. But if you think about how this person is feeling, mm-hmm. you can see it from both standpoints. And it also goes back to, you know, previous baggage from other relationships. Yeah. You know, if you come from a relationship where you're super mistreated and you're cheated on all the time and you don't know how to get out, a, ho- a normal, healthy relationship's going to look crazy to you. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, there's this one thing that said, um, could you stay with a man if he had a baby on you? A lot of people are like, fuck No. And then there's like one or two that's like, well, it kind of depends. And here's my thing. You can, you can consider Jake had a baby on me. Mm-hmm. But no, a lot of people don't really know the truth that lies behind that. Because I got with Jake two weeks mm-hmm. after uh, baby mama and Jake conceived a baby. Right. 
Two weeks. Yep. Okay. Now, I'm not going to go into the math and all that, but it was very, very close. Um, we had started talking two weeks. We hadn't even actually met mm-hmm. in person. This was literally just like Facebook, texting, Snapchat type of thing. The first time that we met would have been about mm, probably a month, mm-hmm. month give or take. Actually, yes, it was a month. Little, No, 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 excuse me. It was a little less than a month. But anyways, <laughs> I'm not going to go into the math. Whatever. So much math. But God. we had already met by this time. Still didn't know that she was pregnant. Right. Because so technically he didn't know before he, you guys even... Right, he did. They didn't know. There was no conversation. We found out, or he he was told about it about, I'd say probably four to six weeks after. I'm willing. It was okay. I'll say this: it was probably about six to eight weeks from the time that we started talking. Okay. So give or take, however you want to math that, whatever. After we started talking, it was probably about six to eight weeks later is when he found out. Um, but there was, he was telling, you know, saying that there was a possibility that wasn't his. Whatever, I'm not going to get into it. I'm only 19. We're not in a serious relationship. This is, at this point, we were literally just fucking around. Like, mm-hmm. we would talk and hang out. But to me and him, this was literally just like a sneaky link type thing. This right. was not a relationship. So, I didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I was like, whatever, you do what you do. Well, you know, we kept on and kept on and kept on and, you know, just everything wasn't really, I had nothing to do with anything. It was like, what, you handle your business, I'm doing me, like, whatever. Well, as the time went on, we were still talking and kind of getting more serious. Not, I wasn't really hearing much about the situation. Other things were taking place. And by this time, it was probably like a month later after we found out, um, you know, we're kind of just not really claiming relationship, but we're in that relationship in status. That situationship. Yes, we are in a situationship. <laughs> not really knowing what's going on. And then probably a couple weeks after we started realizing, like, hey, like, this is a little bit more than fuck buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, this motherfucker is sitting there saying, I'm in love with you type of shit. And I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> And I was like, fuck it. We ball. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. We'll just, you know, take it as it comes. Um, and then, you know, but we didn't find out about the baby being Jake's. It was not confirmed until the child was five months old and mm-hmm. I was already eight months pregnant. Right. So, which me getting pregnant with Raven, like, we weren't careful, kind of ish, but. <laughs> Um, whenever I, whenever I found out I was pregnant, uh, baby mama was somewhere around six or seven months or something like that. I can't really remember for sure. And I was like, well, you know, if, if it comes out to be Jake's, it is what it is. We'll just deal with it. I I can't, I'm already pregnant. Like at this Mm -hmm. time I was pro-life. So I, abortion never came to my mind. I was like, it is what it is. I didn't start becoming pro-choice up until like last year sometime when I really started to do some deep thinking yeah. and finding myself. But anyway, it's not the point. Mm-hmm. So, no, to hear, sit there and say that, you know, to hear people say, oh, I'm pro-life, I'm pro, what the fuck? I'm on a completely different subject right now. 
<laughs> to hear people say I could not be with somebody that had a baby on me or I could or whatever, that's one of those gray situations for me. I just kind of sit back. Won't know unless I'm in that situation. Yeah. I mean, you can post what you want to on Facebook all day long, but until you're in that situation, oh, absolutely, you you don't fucking know. You just you don't know. Nope. Like there there are specific scenarios that Waldo and I have talked about. You know, what would you do in the situation? And I, me and him both are on the same thing. Unless we're in it, we don't know. Like we can say what we think we're gonna do, mm-hmm. but we don't know what our emotions are gonna be if it actually happens. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of people in the swinger lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Somebody's getting pregnant, and it's up between their spouse and this person or this person or whoever. And it causing huge, huge, huge problems in the relationship. Mm-hmm. I personally feel like... In that particular situation, again, I'm not in it, so I don't know for sure. But in my mind, I would like to think that if it come down to that, <clears throat> well, you can either take the chance and fit and wait it out. If you really want that baby, do that, you know, and y'all can work the details out later. Or go ahead and cut your losses and be like, fuck it, let's just get an abortion because this was a huge accident that should not have happened. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like if you're in that situation and you're in the lifestyle, get fixed. Yeah. Get fixed. Mm-hmm. That is a that's that's a that's a big thing. That is absolutely a big thing. We're gonna stop there. Waldo's fixed, but we have twins together. He had a vasectomy for what five years? No, like he got he got his just after Gabriel was born. So, how so Gabriel is 18. He was 10. Yeah, he was, I believe he was, oh my God, so much math. He was like between 8 and 10 when the girls were born. And me and Waldo got, had the girls three years into our relationship. So it had been a minute Yeah, since he'd gotten it done. Well, yeah. Yep. I just, me personally, <laughs> that is a freak accident. It was. <laughs> not only did you get pregnant on a vasectomy, but you had twins on a vasectomy. Right. And I wasn't supposed to be able to have any more children at all. <laughs> Dude, that happened to my aunt. So my mom's sister, mm-hmm. she was told at a very, very early age she would never have children. Her chances of having kids was like like one in a thousand or some shit like that. So she gets pregnant with her oldest daughter, Bridget, and she passes out. That's that was her reaction to find out she's pregnant. She passed out. Yeah. She goes to the doctor, the doctor's shocked, and he was like, This is a miracle that you're happy that you're pregnant. We need to kind of keep watch to make sure that this pregnancy carries through. Right. When she had that child, um, it was like, I want to say like two years later, somewhere in that area, she got pregnant six weeks into her relationship with my now step-uncle, and she passed out with that one, but her first words to him was, I don't even know you. (laughs) 
<laughs> and so when she went, yeah. when she went back to the doctor, they're sitting there like, "You're what pregnant the again? <laughs> what the fuck?" Yeah, like it was a huge thing. She was not supposed to have fucking kids. Like something to do with her uterus or whatever. Like I don't know. It's weird, but I was always one that in high school. I was a whore, okay? Like, we know this. Same. Um, as many times as I have um, been in situations, I never got pregnant. So, I'm like, shit, maybe I just can't have kids. Maybe I'm good. Yeah. yeah. So, being with Jake, I, <laughs> being with Jake, I was on birth control. But the job that I had, okay, so you're supposed to take your birth control pill at the same time every single day. So, Monday through Friday, I worked 8 to 5. On the weekends, I slept in. Like, I wouldn't wake up till, like, 11 or 12. And then there was also some days where I would, like, forget, like, on this Tuesday. And I wouldn't remember till Thursday. So, I'm like, fuck it. Whatever. So, I was so irregular with taking my <laughs> oh, shit. Um, and so, yeah, it was... It was a, it was a weird time. And there was also like the week that we went to my mom's in South Carolina that I left my birth control in Arkansas. Oh, yeah. So that didn't help either. Um, but I blame that one on Jake because he was supposed to load up all the bags and he did not. He left like the one fucking bag that had like a bunch of like bras and panties and shit with my birth control in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fun times. Oh, absolutely fun. I was never on birth control. Because I wasn't supposed to be fucking. And so I couldn't ask my mom, hey, can you get me some birth control? So I knew what condoms were at least. I was good there. <laughs> my dad put me on birth control <laughs> because I was 15 dating a 19-year-old. Oh. Yeah, he was like, um... I'm not accusing you of anything, but due to the age of your boyfriend, I would like to get you to the health department and put you on birth control. I was like, okay, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. Whole time I'm on, I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. So I got on birth control and like, yeah, this, but I didn't really hardly remember, oh, a tongue ring just hit my tooth. I didn't even really remember to take it much in high school either. Like, I would go a couple days on track doing what I was supposed to do. And then, like, I'd forget for a couple days and I'd get back. Like, it was just, that's how it was. I can't remember to take anything. I'm one of those people that also, when I'm on antibiotics for whatever, um, I don't finish it. That's bad. That's so bad. <laughs> I forget, man. You're going to get, like, antibiotic-resistant shit doing that. I mean, I'd get down to, like, the last three or four pills. Oh, I think you're good then. Yeah. Like, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> fuck it. We ball. <laughs> I, I haven't been on antibiotics in, like, a long time. Last time I had antibiotics was whenever um, I had tonsillitis in high school. Ugh. Yeah. That was bad. It caused, like, a huge fucking infection. It was so bad. But, yeah. I hate antibiotics. They cause yeast infections. I know. I don't know how we got on this. <laughs> I don't either. Look, we got on yeast infections once. Let's not do that again. Dude. Because <laughs> you cut that whole clip the last time that happened. 
But, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes I go back and I re-listen to the episodes that we record. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'll pick up on shit. And I'm like, yeah, I should have edited that. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. But, <laughs> no. Um. So, anyways, off that subject. Don't want to talk about it. Uh... But no, yeah, I was just, like like I said, I was looking at all the videos, or all the videos. I was looking at, um, hang on, we gotta take a break. Sorry about that, we're back. <laughs> uh, but anyways, no, so, I was just going through Facebook and TikTok, like I said, and I was just kind of, like, picking up on these, like, random trends and everything. I don't know, like, why this is even a trend to be talked about, because I feel like a lot of the people that are sitting there saying... Oh, I wouldn't do this, or I would do this. Most definitely would do this, or do that, or whatever. And they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's mainly just used to judge other people. Because, number one, nobody can judge anybody for how they respond to situations in their relationship. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Um, if you ask me my opinion on what's going on with you and your relationship, and I feel like you're being stupid, I'm going to tell you, hey, you're being stupid. But that's because my opinion was asked for. Yep. A lot of times, nine times out of ten, people do not ask for opinions, but yet they are given them anyways. Yep. What? It's fine. It's fine. Look, you ask me my opinion, I am going to be straightforward and honest. Because oh, absolutely. you're not a good friend unless you're like, like, don't be a bitch. Maybe sometimes be a bitch. But well, <laughs> sometimes people need a little tough love. Oh, for sure. Because I'm one that anybody can fucking tell you this that is in my inner circle right now. And you can, like, and I just had this conversation with another friend of mine the other day. If you are in a situation... And I and you're like, you know, I don't know what to do or whatever. I'm gonna tell you what I think is best. Whether you take that information and do something with it or not, that's completely on you. But I'm definitely gonna tell you, like, in my personal opinion, this is how I feel, or this is how I feel like you should react. Mm-hmm. Like I have this friend who is in a current situation right now with a girl that she befriended, and I am not an mm-hmm. "I told you so" person. I will never look you in your face and say, I told you so. Unless you are telling me about a situation that has taken place that I told you was going to happen. Yeah. I will remind you of previous conversations. So, anyways, I have this friend that's in a a situation with a girl that she befriended. It's a very hurtful situation that I'm not going to go into detail because it is not my business to tell. But... When this friendship first started, I told this person, I told her, do not trust that girl. She is not your friend. Mm -hmm. This is a type of person that is only here for the moment. She's not going to last. I may have used different words, (laughs) but this is the, this is the route that I'm taking for this video. She listened to me. She heard me. She said, okay. And I just told her, you do what you want, you know, but I would not be a good friend to you if I didn't tell you, like, hey, there's something about her that's off. It's off-putting, and I don't like it. And for my friend, at this this specific friend of mine, she's very, I wouldn't say naive, but she's easy to get over on. She's very forgiving. She's very blind to red flags. And so I'm one that I typically tell her, like, hey, red flag or hey like this is not a good situation 
So she was friends with this girl for maybe a little less than a year. A lot of red flags that I would, you know, catch on to or whatever. But I let her do her thing, you know, because some people you just got to let them learn the hard way. Which sucks because you hate seeing somebody that's in your friend circle going through something that could have been prevented. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But it's like I said, sometimes you've got to let people learn the hard way. I'm also very hard-headed. You could sit there. I, I can give advice all fucking day long, but I cannot take my own advice. I cannot do it. Same. <laughs> like, I will pick up on a red flag in a New York fucking minute, but I will excuse it. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes I'm like, nah, fuck that. But nine times out of ten, like, I'm, mm, maybe or, I'm just overreading it. Either that or I will see them for other people. I won't see them for myself. Right. Like, I'm that completely oblivious to it for myself. Because I'm I'm watching out for other people more than I watch out for me. Right. <laughs> well, it's like I never really went, went around her a whole, whole lot when this friend would be around. Because I, I'm not one that I don't like to be around people that I'm not comfortable around. Mm-hmm. And I have, I have a rule, okay? I have a couple rules for myself. But if I meet somebody through a friend that is their friend and in the first hour that we're talking i'm big on first impressions number one. Oh, for sure but in the first hour of us talking and you fill me with compliments i do not trust you i do not fucking trust you and this is why when somebody wants to force you tries to force you to be comfortable around them there's a reason for that and it's because they either want to get to know you so they know your your like things about about you to talk about with other people or they want to see like what your weak points are so that they can use them against you i do not trust anybody man woman child it does not matter i do not trust anybody that tries to fill me with compliments within the first hour of us meeting because there is a reason why they do that some people are overly nice but overly nice people cannot be trusted in my personal opinion and from past experience i have never thought of that that way I have personally, and well, that just comes from, like I said, personal experience. Mm-hmm. Everybody that I would befriend that were constantly giving me compliments or, oh my God, I love your hair or, oh my God, your nails are so, like, no, absolutely not. You can look at me and be like, hey, I really like that or, you know, whatever, but leave it at that. But when you're constantly filling me up with all these compliments and you're trying to laugh and he, he, ha, ha with me. Mm-mm. No, I stand Bitch, back. I don't know you. Bitch, I don't know you. I sit back. I will not. I observe. And anytime somebody complains about me being quiet and I don't know them, that's another red flag. Oh, yeah. I fucking hate that. I don't know you. I'm obviously not going to open up when I don't know you. Mm-hmm. I might be quiet and I might not talk much. But we watch it. But I'm watching you. I am observing everything that you do in this first encounter with me. Because when I leave here... You might hear from me again, and you might fucking not. It all depends on how this very first encounter goes. Yeah. I promise you, if you just read people for a minute, don't talk, don't don't conversate or converse. <laughs> that's that's the correct term. Okay. <laughs> read them, and I promise you, you will know all you need to know in the, those first few sentences, first encounter. First impressions are everything, especially mm-hmm. meeting friends. Yeah. And it's so hard to make friends as, as adults as it is. Mm-hmm. 
It fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, I and like the, another red flag that I have with females, especially, especially, I can't talk today. I never can talk. I'm just gonna stop saying that. <laughs> uh, there, my husband is pretty well known in the area. Mm-hmm. We are in a small town. If I am meeting a female for the first time, and you start talking about my husband, asking about my husband, and it's not like you know, oh, what does your husband do? But you're actually saying, oh, yeah, I went to school with him. We were friends and this, that, and the other. And da, 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 da. I don't like you. I do not like you, and here's why. Because I feel like you are trying to put it in my mind that you are a safe person to trust Right. You're trying to put it in my head that I can come to you about anything. You are the first motherfucker that would probably try to jump on my husband if shit hit the fan. You were also the last motherfucker that I would trust to even be around. I wouldn't even trust the motherfucker to look at a picture of my fucking husband. (laughs) If you want to sit there and talk about him the first time I meet you. Okay? Mm -hmm. If you're there to meet me, good job on knowing my husband. But you're supposed to be meeting me. Not not gushing about Mm -mm. high school. (laughs) <laughs> my, it, that's what I'm saying because my husband's fixing to be 30 years old if you're talking to me and you knew this man in high school bitch you do not know my husband yeah you do not know him you knew who he was but you do not know him now so do not ever fix your fucking mouth to speak to me about who my husband is and you know my husband if you ain't seen this motherfucker in what 10 years been longer than that 12 <laughs> maybe longer than that wait how old is he he'll be 30 this year okay he didn't even but graduate yeah. he didn't even graduate high school matter of fact he was 17 when he dropped out so let's say 13 years you ain't seen that motherfucker in 13 years and you want to talk about how you know him but you don't know him no you don't know him you knew who he used to be mm-hmm. you knew him as jake Jacob Harris, mm-hmm. but you don't know him he was as so Jacob. Sweet his little baby face. I know, right? <laughs> he was so cute. But you don't know him as Jacob Harris, husband, father, employee, helper. What you don't know him. Mm-mm. So that's that's a huge red flag to me, and I do not like it. And matter of fact, I get very fucking territorial even thinking about it. So <laughs> let's change the subject. <laughs> but yeah. Mm-hmm. No, those are just a few red flags that I feel like people should should kind of take note on. Because if you really sit back and observe people for what they're doing and what they're saying and not just intervening in the, the conversation, mm-hmm. a lot of people would be saved from fake relationships, fake friendships. Yep. I wish my friend would have listened to me when I told her, do not trust that person. But here I am. letting her lean on me if she needs to letting her talk if she needs to and I did not ever you know tell her I told you so but she knows that I am one person that I can tell her yes or no what she chooses to do after that that's on her but I'm not gonna lie to you Mm -hmm. I don't like that motherfucker I'm gonna tell you I don't like that motherfucker (laughs) okay what a raggedy bitch fuck no and my friend Hannah you ever talk to Hannah, she will tell you straight up. Every one of her friends that she has ever talked about, if I give a face or I kind of turn away, she already knows I don't like them. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about them. I don't give a fuck about your friends. 
And if you keep going in this conversation, I'm going to tell you, I do not fucking like that person. She's not a good person. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we stayed on track today. I think we did. I'm so proud of us, man. <laughs> like, we got off track a little bit. The yeast infections. <laughs> Why is it always yeast infections? I don't know. <laughs> well, technically, it was antibiotics. <laughs> okay. Right. But it led to the yeast infection, and it probably would have kept going. <laughs> but at least it's not enough for me to have to, like, edit the whole fucking video. Ah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, well, I guess we're going to end this here. We did pretty good. We did. We will be back next week. Mm-hmm. And I, I will try to not get food poisoning again. Yeah, let's not do that. Let's, uh, PSA for everybody out there. <laughs> Read the dates on your foods, your condiments, all that good shit, because you do not want to suffer <laughs> food poisoning. What, what like, is the technical term for food poisoning? Salmonella. Salmonella. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I've never had salmon vanilla, so. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Condiments. Check your condiments. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody ever really thinks about those. Um, <laughs> until go, you have a run-in with them. I'm going to go read the date on my mustard. <laughs> I think mustards are good. Because it's vinegar-based. I don't think mustard expires. I wonder if ketchup expires. Maybe. Possibly. I'm going to go read the date. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to end this video here. And we will be back next week. And we hope you guys enjoyed it. So, we'll see you next week. See you later. Okay, bye. Bye.